Muli Mwanji from Stony Hill. This is the Rorschach Malawi update from the 10th of February. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. The Ministry of Finance and Economic Affairs and the African Development Bank have signed a $40 million agreement as a grant for a digitalization, financial inclusion, and competitiveness project. Macmillan and Yan Wu, country manager for the African Development Bank, said the aim of the project is to increase access and use of affordable financial services, particularly among women, youth, and rural dwellers. He said the funds will promote the use of electronic transactions by developing a more efficient and transparent digital payment system. The Minister of Finance, Sesten Gwenjwi, said the grant is timely as most people in rural areas do not have access to the banks. While some locals are excited, others still have a bit of skepticism on what the fine print of this agreement entails. There seems to be a lot of interesting developments within the districts this week. On Monday the 7th, Zamba City Council announced that the expansion of part of Namiwawa Road from a single-lane carriageway to dual carriage is expected to start before the end of the month. The mayor for Zomba City, Davy Monde, has since handed over the road construction project to Kasi civil contractors. The 800-meter stretch is expected to be completed within 150 days. He has expressed excitement over the construction, highlighting that the road, once completed, will ease congestion of vehicles in the city's central business area. The expansion works are being funded by the government under the city road expansion projects and are said to cost around $1.6 million. Before we move on, here's a little fun fact. Did you know Zamba was originally the capital city of Malawi? Former president of Malawi, Hastings Kamuzu Banda, moved the capital to Lilongwe in 1975 partly because of its central location but also because he was born just north of the city. He was the country's first president and was widely feared for his allegedly harsh dictatorial rule during his reign from 1964 to 1994. Let's do a quick recap about cannabis in Malawi. The country legalized the commercial production and processing of cannabis for medicinal and industrial purposes in November last year. It also recruited Mike Tyson as ambassador for industrial hemp in the country. Now Malawi is trying to commercialize industrial hemp. Last Thursday, the Nkatokota District Council plans to promote industrial hemp farming in the northern part of the district, where the production of legal Indian hemp is very common. Locals tend to buy it in bulk for commercial use and for recreational purposes. However, the acting district commissioner says the move will assist people of the area to legally invest in their trade. The move was welcomed by one of the traditional leaders in the area, Senior Chief Kanyenda who said some people have already shown interest in growing the industrial hemp. Legalizing hemp would then mean people get to conduct their business freely and without fear of arrest from the police. During the 2020 presidential campaign, the Tonse Alliance promised to create 1 million jobs in its first year. President Chakwera, in his interview on BBC's Hard Talk in July last year, said his government had created 300,000 jobs. Just last Thursday, he claimed that his administration had created over 900,000 new jobs in its first year, a revelation that shocked the citizens who were bemoaning unemployment struggles. The president was accused of lying and was asked to back his claims up. In response to this, the Minister of Labor, Vera Kamtukule, held a press conference on Monday the 7th and revealed that the figures presented by the president include all income-generating activities regardless of whether or not they've resulted in permanent employment. 
According to data presented by Kamtukule, the Tonsi Alliance Administration has created over 30,000 jobs in the education sector, over 13,000 in security institutions, over 88,000 in the construction sector, over 12,000 in health, over 19,000 in local government, and about 160,000 through the National Economic Empowerment Fund, which provides loans to businesses. Many Malawians were deeply offended and took to social media to mock the government's definition of job creation. A simple scroll through Facebook shows statuses of people creating jobs by paying people to do miniature tasks, such as helping someone carry their groceries to their car. News concerning the 2021 Malawi School Certificate of Education, MSCE, examinations are still making headlines a week after their release. For starters, the spokesperson for the Malawi Prison Service, Chemwemwi Shaba, disclosed that over half of the inmates who sat for the MSCE examinations in all the prisons across the country passed the exams. He also disclosed that the highest-ranking inmate is from Mzuzu Prison. Shortly after, the MSCE results came out. The Malawi National Examinations Board, M-A-N-E-B, announced that there was a 51% pass rate which is the highest in three years. Although the Minister of Education, who was commenting on the results, said there has been a sharp improvement in the MSCE pass rates, there were concerns among the citizenry that the quality of education in the country is rather poor and needs immediate intervention. In the latest development, MANEB released a statement on Tuesday the 8th condemning all schools that are publicizing grades obtained by candidates who sat for the MSCE. The statement revealed that some secondary school head teachers were posting the MSCE results on their school's notice boards and via social media, among others. They said that this behavior was unethical and that it can endanger the children's mental health. The MANEB has strongly advised all schools to refrain from sharing MSCE grades with unauthorized individuals as they are confidential and not intended for public consumption. They have also warned schools against publicizing the grades highlighting that they will be given a strict penalty as the behavior is a violation of examination ethics. Moving on to other news. On Monday the 7th, the Malawi Police Service announced that locals can now report any crime incident through their online platforms. The platforms mentioned in their social media posts include Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and their website. You can find the links to these sites in our show notes. Nakala Logistics released a statement on Tuesday the 8th informing its customers of a change in its passenger train operations. The statement highlighted that the heavy rains from Tropical Cyclone Ana washed away Mwawzi Railway Bridge located within Zamba District, making it impossible to operate passenger trains on the Nakaya Blantri Rail section. They went on to state that due to this damage, their passenger trains would not be able to operate in the section of the country for approximately six months, where they will dedicate their efforts into fixing the rail. Nakala Logistics is a company that moves cargo to and from Malawi and Mozambique. It is typically patronized by business owners and individuals who like to tour the country by train. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Paraphrasing the one and only Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't like ads and podcasts. They just don't. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rorschach Malawi. Hintani Bueno.